Welcome back to BTW Bounce Workshop here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where today we're going to look at several pieces of Shabbos davening, some which may at first glance not seem all that remarkable, but it might actually blow your mind when we get to the end as we travel along what I like to refer to as a secret path in Shabbos davening. I'm going to share with you a chiddush, but not just a novel idea that you know, you you have to think about whether or not you're convinced, right? The the sources that I'm going to present to you as I package them will hopefully speak for themselves. And as my Rabbi Rabbi Yonason Sachs likes to say, that when it comes to chidushim, you, know, you have to be wary if what you're suggesting is something that no one else has said before. But if it has to do with the packaging of the sources then the sources will speak for themselves. And I believe that's what's going to happen right here. I will share with you an idea that I've developed over the past uh, few years. And the more I thought about it and the more I looked into it, uh, the more confirmation I found for this idea. And it has to do with the connection between Shabbos and Shalom. Shabbos and peace. Right? Some, some people like to agree to other Jews saying, Good Shabbos or Agotin Shabbos. There's the Aramaic version of Shabbos Tava, right? a good Shabbos, right? that's uh, probably the origin of Agut and Shabbos, the Yiddish version of the Aramaic version of the Shabbos greeting. However, there's another Shabbos greeting that many other people like to use, and that is Shabbat Shalom. I don't know anyone who says Shabbos Shalom, but um, Shabbat Shalom, which perhaps originated from the times of the Arizal, they used to greet each other, um, Shabbat Shalom and Mubarach. Um, a peaceful and blessed Shabbos. But the question is, what is the apparent connection between Shabbos and Shalom? It's an interesting interesting way to greet people, and I guess we can look into each one of these Shabbos greetings and see which um, appears to be the most authentic, though all of them are kosher for sure. But what I want to suggest is, even though I myself personally am not um, a natural-born Shabbat Shalom kind of a Yid, but I will show you what I believe is a legitimate leaning towards that Shabbos greeting as we look through these different parts of our Shabbos davening. Now, as we look through these parts of our Shabbos davening, I want to explore one question that maybe you have thought of, maybe you have not thought of. But the question of what exactly are we trying to accomplish in our Shabbos davening? And you might say, well, like any other davening, we're talking to Hashem, right? But how, how much have you actually put thought into the meaning of the words of your Shabbos davening? Maybe in the past you've joined us here at the Baal Workshop where we've spoken about it a little bit, but I would say that most people, even though you may enjoy a good Shabbos davening with the singing and the musical Kedusha and the Kale Adons and, and whatnot. But how often, when was the last time that you really poured out your heart in real, solemn, serious, heartfelt tefillah where you actually feel like you're crying to Hashem or overwhelmed with even uh, a, a joy of expression of praise to Hashem based on the words themselves? The reason why this is a little bit harder to do in Shabbos davening is that we likely identify less with the meaning of the Shabbos davening because, for example, in the Shemona Esrei, 
we don't really find ourselves asking very much for things, right? Most of our, our real heartfelt davenings are the ones where we really needed something from Hashem. We asked Hashem with a full, you know, with a full heart for a bakasha, a request that we needed to make. And for those who are educated, you know that Shabbos is not really a day of bakashas. And this is true for several reasons brought down in halacha. So, for example, in the Shulchan Aruch or Achayim, Resh Pei Zion, we have the concept of Shabbos Himilis Oka. It's a Shabbos from crying out. Um, the the Mishaberach even for the Cholim. Um, we find this line Shabbos Himilis Oka. We don't cry out on Shabbos, but hopefully there are four Krovar Lavo. And this is true, by the way, when it comes to um, uh, Nechama for Avelim. Um, we have um, um, a similar expression. But the point is that we don't cry on Shabbos. That's not just something that people say to their kids to get them to, to stop whining. But we, don't, we actually don't cry on Shabbos. And there's another reason why the Bakashas that appear in our regular Shemona Esrei don't appear in our Shabbos davening. The Mishnah Brewer brings this down um, as well in our Chaim in Reish Samach Zayin 267. And the Mishnah Brewer explains that there are no Bakashas in our Shabbos Shemona Esrei due to Tircha de Sibura. Tircha de Sibura, a burden on the Tzibur. Okay, well, what about all the other Shemona Esrei's of the year? Right? Or I should say Shemona Esrei's of the week when we do have several Bakashos in the middle of our Shemona Esrei. So the Mishabura says, yes, but Shabbos is different because of Kavod Shabbos. Like, due to the honor of Shabbos, the level of Tircha de Tzibura that would be caused by all the extra Bakashos, so that would be too much for the Kavod of Shabbos. But apparently this regular Tircha de Tzibura would not bother us on a regular day. But the Mishabura brings down, for this reason, we have fewer. There are no Bakashos in our Shabbos davening, all except for one. There is one Bakasha, it seems. Maybe you could argue more than one. But there's one major Bakasha, and I would say this is the life hack, the loophole in our Shabbos davening. And it's a bracha that remains unchanged in our Shabbos davening. And as we're going to see, it's not just a bracha that remains unchanged in our Shabbos davening, but it's a theme that seems to really interweave itself through various Nihugim, various customs, and various other pieces in Shabbos davening. When I say it, you might not be initially blown away, and you might be thinking, well, this is not really a Shabbos prayer. I'm going to demonstrate to you that in a very great way it is a Shabbos prayer. The bracha in our Shemona Esrei of Sim Shalom, or at Minchan Marev time, Shalom Rav, I guess depending on your Nusuch, the bracha of Sim Shalom. That is a bakasha that remains untouched in our Shabbos davening. We ask Hashem to establish peace, plain and simple. And there's a simple reason why Sim Shalom doesn't, um, doesn't um, get taken out of our Shabbos davening. Why was this the Bakasha that survived the test of the Tircha Ritzibur, the Kavod Shabbos? We still say Sim Shalom on Shabbos. So a very simple reason for this is that Sim Shalom is not listed in Shemona Esrei among the Bakashos, but it's in the final section of Shemona Esrei of Hoda'a. It's mentioned right after Modim. That's when we say it. And... There, the question that you could ask about that is why is Sim Shalom mentioned after the bracha of Modim, the bracha of saying thank you to Hashem? Isn't Sim Shalom really in its own right a bakasha? So why, in fact, is it not in the section of bakashos? And the answer of Hirsch explains based on the Mishnah in Uktsin. The Mishnah in Uktsin, the very last Mishnah in Shas, actually, in Gimel Yudbeis. 
So in thirteen twelve in Oksin, the Mishnah says that Shalom is the only kli that is machzik bracha, the vessel that's able to accommodate all the brachos, all the things that we ask for in our Shmona Esrei are only able to be held, they're only to be accommodated. The brachas would all fall away if not placed into the container that is shalom. In other words, you need the container of shalom to hold on to all the brachas, to make all of your brachas matter. And this we find alluded to actually in um, two psukim that we had recently in Parsha HaShavua. Back in Parsha's Bichokosai, just before Shavuos, we had in the brachos, before the Torah, Hashem says, V'nosati shalom. Hashem says that I'm going to grant you shalom. And Rashi, right there on that pasuk in, in uh, um, Vayikra, in Chav Vav Vav 26.6, cites the Gemara in Brachos on Yeralf Mabez and the Taras Kohanim in Chav Vav Zion, which explains that shalom is literally everything. Shalom is everything, that if you, Hashem would give you all the, all the wonderful things, rain in its time, and all the food that you need, everything you could possibly think of that you might ask for, any bakasha that you're going to make, but says Rashi, says the Medrash, if you don't have shalom, then you don't have anything. You can have all the wonderful things in the world, but if you lack shalom, you lack everything. And it is for this reason also that we find in another connection, in Parshas Naso, which we just had this past week, the Birchas Kohanim, right? We have Yivarech Hashem, Yishmerech Hashem, should bless you, Hashem should protect you. Hashem should shine his face to you, show you grace. He should also lift his face to you, his countenance, all these wonderful things. And he shall establish peace for you. The greatest bracha Hashem shining his shechina upon you, and it's not enough if you don't have shalom. And perhaps another connection that we can think of for, for, um, at this moment is another connection to Parshas Nasa, which we just had, is in the case of Sota, where we find the erasure of Hashem's name, the only one time you're allowed to do this, which is otherwise an Iser. Um, and this is in order for us to have Shalom Ben Ishla Ishto. And in a, in a similar vein, we know that we're allowed to be Mishana because of Shalom. You're allowed to even bend the truth a little bit for the sake of Shalom. Shalom is pretty dominating. You need Shalom. So coming back to Rav Hirsch, Rav Hirsch explains that why is Shalom in the section of Hoda'a and not in the section of Bakasha? It's because asking for Shalom is more than just asking a Bakasha. It's, uh, the, the fact that you have Shalom in Hoda'a tells us that it is the Shalom that Hashem grants us that enables us to give Hoda'a to Hashem. Right? Hashem can give you all the brachos, but if we don't have Shalom, we will not feel that we are in a place to actually thank Hashem properly. The fact that Hashem will give us shalom when He gives us everything will have the peace of mind, literally and figuratively perhaps, um, to, to thank Hashem. More than that, the Hoda'a relies on shalom. So we would say that the Hoda'a relies on shalom, and the shalom also relies on Hoda'a, if you think about it. That if you are someone that wants to have peace, someone that wants to feel whole from the brachas that Hashem has given you, you have to have, have, be grateful, you have to be thankful for the brachas that Hashem has given you. So the two are interdependent. But what we see is that we have a special bracha, a special place for bakasha, that's not officially in the list of bakashos, and it appears in our Shabbos Navin against Sim Shalom. But once again, what makes this an especially Shabbos-oriented tefillah? So I will tell you that if you look, this is not the only place where we find Shalom highlighted in our Shabbos davening. Because, yes, Sim Shalom is a bracha that we say every day, Shabbos included. 
But if you look in other places in our davening, you will notice a theme, and, and it's a running theme. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch Arachayim, this can be found in Reish Samach Zayin Gimel. So in Simon 267, Sif 3, or Sif Gimel, we have the bracha of Hashkivenu, the bracha that we say at Marev on Shabbos, when we're asking Hashem to lie us down tonight, make sure that we sleep well, and then... We get up to one of the closing lines, that Hashem should safeguard us, our going, our, our going out and our coming in for life and for peace from now and forever. And then we go off script and we throw in a line that we don't usually say during the week, and Hashem should spread over us His sukkah, His shelter of peace. And then, at, at, right after that, we have the closing bracha, which is normally, Baruch Atah Hashem, Shomer Amo Yisrael La'ad. That's what we normally say during the week, that Hashem should eternally guard Yisrael. And yet, that's not what we say on Shabbos. But instead, we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, HaPareh Sukas Shalom Aleinu, V'yal Yisrael, V'yal Yerushalayim. That Hashem should spread out His sukkah of peace, once again, His sukkah Shalom, on us and on all the entire nation of Yisrael and on Yerushalayim. And the question is, why do we go off script? And it's interesting. While we're thinking about going off this script, we find that this line, Vroselein Sukash Lomecha, also appears in one of the most beautiful Shabbos Zmiros of Yedid Nefesh, which many people have the minog of saying it's at Kabbalah Shabbos, at the beginning of Shabbos, and then once again at Shalashidis, at the close of Shabbos. Meaning, the bookends of Shabbos are asking Hashem to spread his shelter of peace on us. Uh, we say, Ufros chavivi alai es sukhas shalomecha. And please, my beloved, spread upon us, upon me, the sukkah of your peace. Shabbos begins with asking Hashem to spread the, the sukkah of peace upon us, and it ends with that same request. Once again, the question is, why do we have this theme of shalom? Why do we have this change in our mind that we don't normally have during the week? And so the Mishnah Bura right over there in Reish Samach Zion, um, Gimel, so that's 267.3, and it's, it's in Sifkatan Zion, so Sifkatan number 7. Mishabur explains that Shabbos is special. We actually don't need Shmira on Shabbos, so we don't say Shomer Amo Yisrael La'ad. You know, it seems to almost resemble uh, what we say about Pesach, the Leil Shemurim. It's a special night of protection. Apparently, on a certain level, Shabbos is also a special uh, time of protection. We don't ask Hashem for Shmira. We don't ask Hashem for safeguard. We don't ask Hashem to guard us in the same way that we normally do. But we're asking Hashem, nonetheless, for peace. In other words, asking for Shmira, we don't need to do on Shabbos. But asking for Shalom, asking for peace, that is something that we must ask for on Shabbos. Interesting. In other words, we have to ask for it every day, and no less on Shabbos. In fact, we make extra effort to emphasize the need for Shalom on Shabbos. And it's now not surprising what we say before this point, if you look back to the end of Kabbalah Shabbos, where we have several psukim that are focusing on none other than the theme of Shalom. All right, take a look. Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Chanina, quoted from the Gemara in Brachos, the very last daf, Samach Dalad, Amar Aleph, the very last Gemara, Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam, Talmidei Chachamim, they increase peace in the world. Shnei Amar, V'chol Benayich Le'imidei Hashem, Rav Shalom Ba'noyich, 
Right, we have the famous Gemara, I'll take don't read it as your children, but as your builders, your, your people who engage in, in the teaching of Torah, teaching of Halacha, and they are Rav Shalom. They, are, they increase Shalom. And then we continue to quote more psukim about shalom. Shalom rav love that there is abundant peace to those who love the Torah, and they will. And there's going to be no stumbling block for them. Yehi shalom bechelech. There should be peace within your walls. Shalva b'masayach serenity in your palaces. Lamana chavirei for the sake of my brothers and my friends. Adabra na shalom bach. I shall speak of peace in your midst. Laman beis Hashem alokeno avakshatov lach. Hashem ozlamo yitein Hashem yivareich es amo. Va shalom. We say that for the sake of the house of Hashem, our God, I will request good for you, and Hashem should grant strength to his nation, and of course, Hashem will bless his people with shalom. Once again, clearly highlighting, emphasizing, and fixating on the theme of shalom right here at the beginning of our Shabbos davening. So once again, where is this all coming from? I'll quote to you just another couple of sources. We find also, when it comes to Shabbos Chav Gimel Amibes, famous Gemara that talks about Ner Hanukkah. And yet the Gemara talks in that same location about Ner Shabbos. We have two mitzvahs of lighting a Ner. Ner Hanukkah, Ner Shabbos. And the Gemara talks about which one takes precedence over the other. Right, Ner Hanukkah is no small deal. We have Persume Nisa, publicizing the miracle, which trumps many different other other values in Torah life in, in terms of priority and yet which one comes first which one overrides the other very famous Shalom Bayes idea but Ner Shabbos actually trumps the Persume Nisa of Ner Hanukkah and why the Gemara brings down because Ner Shabbos was instituted for more than one reason Kavod Shabbos Onig Shabbos but for the purposes of Shalom Bayes peace between Man and his wife. I once saw in a, one of the beautiful translations of the of, of Shulchan Aruch Mishnabura. In the Or Olam edition, they translate Shalom Bayis as domestic harmony. I'm like, hey, yeah, that's that's pretty fancy. I like that domestic harmony. But what's the point? We ask for Shalom. We have a special minog of having a candle for the sake of Shalom, whether it's to increase the ambiance of the Shabbos meal, the atmosphere, um, to to make it a little bit more peaceful, maybe. As, um, as Rashi brings down, that the purpose of Ner Shabbos is that you should have light in the house so people aren't tripping over each other, tripping on rocks and other things, or whatever, maybe today's day and age, tripping on the toys and on the shoes that were left in the middle of the living room. But the point is that Ner Shabbos is for the purpose of increasing Shalom. And how about how at the beginning of our Shabbos Uda we ask, we say, Shalom Aleichem Alachei Shalom. We are greeting Malachim of Shalom, that on Shabbos that we are hoping to welcome in, based on another famous Gemara in Shabbos, about the two angels that follow you home from Shul and look into your house and see where your house is holding on Leil Shabbos. So yes, we're asking Hashem to send in the Malachi of Shalom, the angels of peace. Sounds like Shalom is not just another thing. It's not just something of every day, but it's something specifically of Shabbos. And the answer that I would say is that, yes, Shalom, in a certain sense, is something that we do need every day. And we don't need it less on Shabbos, but we need it more on Shabbos because of Oneg Shabbos, because of Kavod Shabbos, because of our, our goal of being able to feel all of the bracha that we, we achieved and received during the week. We need the kli to be ma'achzik, all of that bracha. Shabbos is a day that's filled with bracha, 
And Shabbos is the day that gives bracha to the rest of our week. But what can we do with all the bracha if once again we don't have shalom? So we need the shalom on Shabbos. We need the shalom between Ishlerei Ehu. We need it between Ishvi Ishto. We need it between us and the Rebona Shalom. We need it between us and our Father. We ask Hashem, that upon all of us, on Yerushalayim, on all of Am Yisrael, we all want to have extra shalom when it comes to Shabbos. And when you think about what does it mean to daven for Shalom, I would say that once again, that this prayer for Shalom when it comes to Shabbos is a sort of, it's, it's a life hack of sorts, a loophole in our Shabbos davening, which actually allows us in a certain sense to daven for almost anything that we could think of. Right, because think about how many people have so many different things, perhaps in one area, but they're lacking in a different area. And because they're lacking in that area, they, they, they are hurt in their makam of shalom. They don't feel that they have shalom. They don't have shlemus. They don't have wholeness. They don't have a sense of completion. They're missing something. Whether their problem is in shalom bias, maybe. Maybe their problem is in sickness. There's a, they, they need a refuah shlema. And because of that illness, because of the anxiety, it's, it's taking away from their shalom. I know that Rav Moshe Meir Weiss says that you can daven for someone for shidduchim in sim shalom. When you're saying sim shalom, you could have in mind someone who is, is having trouble finding their zivog, finding their partner in life. Because this is something that for those who are struggling with that nisaun, it really literally takes away from their shalom. They do not have peace of mind. And I would extend this to people who are struggling from something like infertility, waiting to welcome in Zarchaya Vikayama, they want to have their first miracle child. And for those people who are suffering from that, it takes away from their shalom. And again, it doesn't have to just be that. We all know people suffering from something, if not ourselves, it's someone else, people who are lacking shalom in the world. And even though there's a question of what kind of bakashas you can make when it comes to, you know, a Misha Berach for the Cholim or something of that nature, but there's one davening, there's one paragraph in our Shemona Esther that remains unchanged. It is the bracha of Sim Shalom, the bracha where we can actually ask Hashem to reinstate whatever peace there needs to be for people who are lacking it. This bracha also makes us consider, this reality makes us consider how much of the things that we want in life are things that we really need, things that we will not have shalom without. There are many extras, there are many luxuries that we don't need, but you know what, there are many things that we very much do need. And if there's something that, you know, and again, the the, the tefillah at the end of the day, we should always, you know, regardless of the physical, environmental, luxuries, external, whatever it might be that we might think we need, we know that at the end of the day we have to be davening for menuchas ha-nefesh, shalom bayis, simcha sachayim. These are the things that we want. But lemaisa, there are some things that seem to almost intrinsically take away from our shalom when we don't have it. So if you know someone who is struggling when it comes to shaduchim, struggling with infertility, struggling with psychological issues, health issues, financial issues, or real shalom bayis issues, so these are the kinds of things that we could actually have in mind during Sim Shalom on any day of the year, and no less, and I would argue even more so on Shabbos. And that is because Shabbos is apparently a day that's supposed to be overwhelmed by Shalom. So even if you're a good Shabbos Yid, a good in Shabbos, um, or, or any of the other kinds of greetings, even if you're not into Shabbat Shalom, which is completely okay, but just to understand the connection, to understand it in our davening, that when we are trying to think about all the other things that we ask for during our Shabbos davening, and um, even if we're not asking, but if we're praising Hashem, and there is a makom to, to be ma'ayin, to look into the other parts of Shabbos davening where we're not asking for things, from Shochenad, from Nishmas, where we're overwhelming ourselves with thanks and praise to Hashem, for all of the 
things that Hashem does, a conversation perhaps for a separate time, which we could maybe have a different time in Baal workshop, but right now, not to minimize, but to give full attention to the need for Shalom at all moments and see exactly how this need permeates what we're trying to accomplish on Shabbos in all the areas. We should be zocha to this incredible bracha of Shalom, the bracha that's machzik all other brachos. I look forward to davening with you again in the future. Thank you for joining us here at the Database.